When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft, but the minute can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Call them every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shot with 987. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. Tuesday, a snowy. February the 13th, this is what we call the day before Valentine's Day. DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. Football season's over. That's depressing. Basketball season really kind of heating up, and the Knicks got robbed last night. What an awful no-call in that game. Rangers with a nice, tidy victory. Igor with a shutout. It's CMT Tuesday. Amani Toomer with his wild opinions at 735. 9.15, we got stuff you missed with the great R.J. Santillo. 9.53, three stars with the great Raymond Santiago. 6.01, the show begins with the great Rick DiPietro. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Dave. Is that what we call today? Today is is Valentine's Day Eve. Is that what we're calling it? Well, I mean, is tomorrow Valentine's Day? Yeah, but I just didn't didn't realize that this was like a uh, thing that we would celebrate the day before Valentine's Day. Well, here's what you don't realize. All right. I'm always thinking. The wheels are always churning. And as I was doing the open spur of the moment, not spending hours to put it together, I realized tomorrow, (laughs) Valentine's Day. Today, Valentine's Day Eve. So now, now what's the plan? Do we we text Sherry, Sherry, love for you to get yourself a gift card for Valentine's Day. Thanks. No. What what does that mean? Like the whole Raymond 40th birthday. Oh, hey, Sherry, it's the day of his birthday. He's going to need a Fanatics gift card. Could you email it? No. Into his, Give me all your money. Here's, into a here, spam account. Here's why you're a, you're a can, Raymond. Can I say jackass? Is that is that? <laughs> oh, allowable? you already did. Great. So here's why you're a jackass. Because I told her two days prior. Listen, we're gonna this is what we're gonna do for Raymond. You okay with that? Of course, it's great, wonderful. I said, great. Can you handle this? Because I can't. She said, of course, no problem. She goes on to do it. She goes, here's the here's the issue. Once I order it, it winds up in his email within two hours. I said, oh, then wait till the actual day of the birthday. The only person in the world that would give someone else a hard time for buying a friend a birthday present is you. No, I'm not giving you a hard time about it. I just, I, I was, I was. Because I didn't buy have... him knockoff sneakers. You're going to give me a hard time? I dare you knockoff sneakers. Those what are knockoff sneakers? sneakers. I saw, I saw those comments on Instagram. Well, I think those people don't know what they're talking about. Those are, those are beautiful sneakers. Those I thought are the ones so. Wanted. I thought so until, until I learned that they were knockoffs. No, there's no such thing as the knockoff sneaker. Um, I thought you'd put more effort into it, the more thought go into a 40th birthday present. But so, hey. so, so let's see if I understand this now. We go out for a beautiful breakfast. 
generously I pick up the tab. Two days later, next day, whatever, beautiful present arrives. And I and I should have done more? Who, who are you to judge me? No, I'm not saying more. I'm just saying thought. I'm just saying a little bit more thought would have been nice. Well, I, I wanted to buy him like the Cowboys thing, but I just couldn't bring myself to do that. So I figured let him buy his own Cowboys thing. You're, you you're, understand the amount of growth? Like, this is already a strained relationship. Let's call it what it is. I mean, Raymond's... There Raymond's, is no way. You, you know what? You're the only one who feels like this. Because Raymond, I want, I want honest to goodness, true answer. Oh, dear. You, you feel like I underwhelmed with my birthday gift gifts to you? Not at all. I'm, so, I'm, I'm satisfied with it. Listen, you, you went out of your way to give me a gift. I'll take it. So, I'm, I'm satisfied so with why it. So do, why don't you right here tell, tell him to shut up? I don't need to tell him to shut up. It's his opinion. Like His, his opinion on, on the gift you gave me should not matter. That's his thought. Well, you don't find it to be a little bit obnoxious and, and a lot judgy? It's a little judgy. That's, that's no, for sure. No, it's a lot judgy. It's very judgy. It's very judgy. I'm not going to run away from that. All Rick, I'm saying is this. Rick, okay? Rick feels that he he went away to, to, to get me a certain type of gift. and, and, you, he, and you went away to get the gift? I did. I left and I came back. Oh, <laughs> man. No, no. All and, I'm saying is this, okay? Let me just finish this, okay? <laughs> All I'm saying. This, this is, is an, awful, very, an awful way to start the show. No, this is not a, Not on pre-Valentine's Eve. Yes, this is, this is me being very judgy here. All I thought was that with the, I mean, the strenuous nature of this relationship, right? I mean, this, Mr. Santiago admitted there are times strenuous? he wants, it's strenuous. He wants to punch you in the face sometimes. Like, this is, uh, there's been some turbulence, no? I mean, I don't a really little bit? think so. Um, I guess, maybe. Yeah, he he's, be nasty. He, he's, he's been a little better since the Cowboys stopped playing. Right, but what I'm saying is, could you imagine what it would have done for the relationship if it wasn't the gift card, you actually went out and you got him. You ordered him the Cowboys thing as a, no. as a peace treat. I, I wouldn't do it. I would never do it. Listen, he, he he has principles. I understand. I, I'm I'm not offended by it. It is what I, it is. I, lo- I love that I, I get him a generous gift card, and I'm all of a sudden public enemy number one. You're unbelievable. How you were able to spin this stuff is remarkable. I'm a spinster. Yeah, it, it's terrible. No, I feel embarrassed it. for you. No, I'm embarrassed for you. Okay, embarrassed for embarrassed me. Embarrassed for you. You better How so uh, because you got me soup for my birthday. Yeah, delicious soup. Well, you didn't use the headset I bought you. I gotta get you something you're gonna use. I got your protein soup. bars and soup. Hey, what what'd you get for your birthday? Soup and protein bars. Oh, what a friend that is. Okay, so I didn't get you a stop and shop gift card, did I? I actually bought you something that I know you like. Thank so you you're for com- being a friend. Comparing a stop and shop gift card to a beautiful fanatics gift card. Yeah, same thing. No, it's not the same thing. Well, how's it not the same thing? Because it's people a gift don't card. buy people don't buy friends stop and shop gift cards. <laughs> It's the same exact principle. It's not the same principle. I know you like soup, but how about this? I know if you RJ like was soup. verbal, I'd bring him in right now, and he would destroy you. I'm anti-Progresso soup. I can't get myself to buy you Progresso soup. Ipso facto, stop and shop gift card. Yep. See, that's RJ saying that he agrees with me. No, it's not RJ. RJ, right now, you're making this poor guy sick. He's already sick to his stomach over what's happened. You're and now for you to right be doing this. You know what? I'm done. Get Grasa. Good. Good. Get out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 606. Can I can I take can I six oh six what a, what an awful way to start the show. Get out. We don't need you. Good. You know what? Like the get Anita last night. Get Anita on you. the show. Over no. or under I can get Anita within the next ten minutes. No, I can't do a show with Anita. I gotta take we could take an arm and pickleball. I can't have do a show with her. What sense does that make? They're lucky we have Amani on, on on Tuesdays. Let's cancel him. Oh he might not would... show up anyway. He's probably caught the abominable snowman probably got to him. No, he was in Vegas, remember? Still? 
Well, I don't know. He, he didn't if, go to the if Super Bowl. He's, he if he's Vegas. in Vegas right now, then for, stop. There's zero chance he's joining us today. <laughs> he could be in a different country. We don't at, know. At four thirty, what is seven thirty? Four thirty in the morning. Zero chance. I will name him George, and I will hug him and pet him and squeeze him. I want an apology from who? From you. Yeah, I, listen, I apologize. It wasn't the best way to start the show. <laughs> what, was, what was the rationale behind that? I don't know. It just is not, not, not a lot going on, so I figured I'd attack you early. Get you on your toes. But there's a lot going on. Um. Well, yeah, you laid it all out. I know. The Knicks, the Knicks got jobbed last oh, night. stop. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, stop. They shouldn't have put themselves in that position. The, the officiating was egregious in the game last night. It was horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. You're playing with one starter. DiVincenzo now gets hurt. Your team's a mess. You're fighting and scrapping, and you guys are doing everything they can. Bogdanovich plays well. Brunson, terrific second half, right? Fight all the way back, and and that's what they do? They call that garbage at the end of the game? Yeah, I don't I don't understand what the need to make that call was. I mean, just forget just that call, though, just in general. The officiating in the game, period. Look at the free throws. Yeah, it was it's embarrassing. Horrendous. Yeah, and it's not like they... They were talking about it after the game too. Allen was bringing it up. He's like, "It's like no, it's not like both teams weren't going into the paint. The Knicks were going into the paint. They were scoring in the paint, and yet you end up somehow with a thirty-three to twelve, or thirty-two to twelve free throw disparity. Now, how's that possible? It's not possible. I mean, they came out right with the report right away. With yeah, we screwed up. Yeah, we messed up. That was I mean, a, uh, if you know, call. five minutes after the game, you messed up. I mean, there's nothing that can be done there. Like oh, that was no a challenge. terrible, terrible call. I, I understand that. We had no challenge, though. I, I get that, but it should... I mean, it's just... It's brutal. It's it's worse than brutal. I mean, we're, we're limping into the into the All-Star break. It can't get here soon enough. No. And you have one more game against Orlando on the road, and God knows how you're going to win that game, because you've got to imagine DiVincenzo's probably not going to play. And now he's dealing with the hamstring, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah dude. You're, I mean, right now, uh, the, this is as good as the first half has been, and it's been great. Right now, we're struggling, and it's for, I mean, obvious reasons. I mean, right. we're, we're as banged up as you could be be right now. Right, but a, like two weeks ago, we said second seed well within reason, and and it was. I mean, you, you were right there, and now you've really fallen off, and it's terrible. I mean, that, now you're, you're tied for the 4-5 the spot, which means if you're in the 4-5 spot, you got Boston if you make it to round two, and if you can somehow get to that 2-3. I mean, right now, if I'm the three... And I take on Orlando, followed by Cleveland. I'd sign for that right. I mean, right now. Well, listen, man. I mean, it's it's still early. I get what you're saying, and it, it like to kind of hobble into the break like this, and you know, who knows what's going to happen against Orlando? It sucks, but like you still haven't seen this team whole yet, right? And, and on top of that, I think when we talked about this before, and you were kind of like, I think we had a phone phone call that was like, "Why are you being so doomsday, Dave?" And it was like, "We're not being doomsday, but it's." You have all this momentum. All of a sudden, guys keep dropping. Like at some point, things aren't going to go great. Like so, you got to like you got to you, you got to capitalize on that momentum for as long as you have it. And with all these injuries, it's been tough to do that. I think that was the when when Jalen goes down with the went down with the ankle, and luckily that wasn't a serious injury. But like uh, they have to get healthy. They will get healthy. I don't have I don't have concerns once they do get healthy. But I'm excited to see them. I, I agree. Their actual lineup. When is that good? I mean, Hartenstein with the Achilles. I got Mitchell Robinson's out. Now DiVincenzo. Randall. I mean, at, at what point am I going to actually get healthy? Well, listen, I don't. I can't answer that question. I don't know. I mean, you got OG coming off the surgery. Uh, Mitch Mitch sounds like he's going to ramp up once the All-Star break is through. Right. We really have no idea what, you know, what Julius is, what the, what the actual injury inside his shoulder is or how long that's going to take. 
But, I mean, I think if you want to look at a positive from last night, I mean, what Boyan did in the fourth quarter was yeah. was, was a positive sign. I, I agree with that. Here's my I, – I have two ways that I'm feeling this morning. One is I'm annoyed that all this hard work feels like it's getting away from you in the final stages of the first half of the season. And secondly, I'm livid at the officiating from last night. Livid. You cannot have a team fight. And I get it. You say you should beat Houston. Fine, you should beat Houston. But still, the officials, that's, that's a game that's overtime. And, and I'll take my chances fighting back like, uh, like I did. Down 19 points, fighting back. By the way, did you notice this last night? What was with the score bug on MSG television? Yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you they, that. They, it was very confusing. It was. So I, were they ever actually down 19, or was the score bug not a- adjusting so that, that it had them scoring points? Well, no. They, I think they trailed. I think they mostly trailed by was 16. So, okay. Because it, it, I think that they weren't putting the points on for the Knicks at some point. Yeah, I think there were some technical difficulties. Right. So I was like, wait, I don't understand. I didn't feel like it was 19. And then it's like, no, the Knicks get two. Knicks get two. They're not registering. It was weird. Anyhow. Uh, no, I'm livid about it. I am. I'm livid about it because I was into the game, and it was a game they could have won, and maybe a game they should have won, and the, and it got ripped away, and they didn't have a chance because the officiating was that egregious. Well, listen. I, I mean, it, yeah, this is what this team is, though, right? This is a resilient team. So they fight. They fight their way back. Right. I mean, I would make the argument that you know playing, you know, a, a game against this Houston team, no Fred VanVleet, you're down 14 at half, is not great. I mean, that's not that's not how you want to start the game. Luckily, I mean, seriously, luckily. DiVincenzo was as good as he was in the first half. He had 16 in the first half. Mm-hmm. Jalen struggled. I mean, he had seven points in the first half. But they found a way, which they usually do, to battle all the way back, right? You know, a chew with the block, step back jumper from Brunson, ties it up. So they earn the right to continue to compete. They earn that right. As, I mean, as much as you want to believe, like, come on, you're playing Houston. This is not a game that should be this close. It was. You battled all the way back. And you should have been given the opportunity to at least compete in overtime, and that got ripped away from you because it wasn't just that call. It was in general. The officiating last night was bad. It wasn't good. There were plenty of calls you could point to. I mean, when Dylan Brooks, who had a good fourth quarter too, lowers his shoulder and hammers Jalen Brunson, and I mean, what? Like, there were plenty of calls. The disparity. I mean, thirty-three to twelve in free throw attempts. It's disgusting. And it wasn't like we were just chucking up threes. No. And every time there was a block charge, it seemed to go against the Knicks. Every time. So they were frustrated the entire game. But to have that at the end. And that wasn't even like, but that wasn't even, dude, it wasn't even a legit shot. That's what pissed me off the most. That wasn't like the guy, you know, it's it's a long rebound catch shoot. That was a, hey, one-handed, chuck this ball up and hope it goes in. Left hand out, create some contact, and they still freaking call it. And he barely touched him. Well, he actually did a good job of going straight up and kind of to the side, but if anything, it looked like he kicked his legs out more than than, than Brunson committed to. Well, foul. Dude, no, Holiday made contact with his left hand. It was a one-handed chuck up. Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you off with my left, and I'm gonna chuck it up with my right. It's disgusting. It really. And then is. you know what? Even what, what was even worse that aggravated me, which just I mean I think spoke to how bad the officiating was. Is there's point three seconds left when he takes the first two, misses the third one on purpose. Yeah, and that Breen's game's like, over. Yep, no, but Breen, they gave them the timeout, and Breen's like. No, no, that that can't happen. There's no that, that's there's no such thing as that. If you if you miss a free throw, point three is definitely off the clock. And they had to they had to go talk about that. They're like, yeah, well, no that no timeout game's over. It's like, well, no kidding, you idiot. They stink. It was bad. Now you got me fired up. Well, you should be fired up. You should, and, and you know what? You would be fired up because I understand what you're saying that it's it's uh, you know the fact that you were in that game against Houston, but you are completely shorthanded. You see, you say Van, Van Vliet not playing fine. I get it, but. You're in the same situation, and you fought all the way back, and you gave everything you had, and guys are getting hammered, and the officiating is bad, and you fight through that, and then to, to have that called at the end, it's disgusting. No, I understand what you're saying. 
uh, maybe it's the you know player side of me where they you get just just hammered in your head like don't let the officiating. Don't I, give I agree the with you. And, the officials and, and, the opportunity to decide the game. But how often how often do I start a show or, or at all get into it? Like I'm I'm not an offici- no. officiating complaint. I'm really not. No, but that was egregious. I understand what you're saying, but you still also I mean it's it's a Houston team that is not is not a great team. I think they lost what four straight going into that game coming off the road, and you still do have I mean you have a guy who should be in the MVP conversation on the floor for you. Jalen Brunson's an all-star, should be in the MVP conversation. I know you're missing a lot of your starting lineup, but you do still have Jalen Brunson, who's I, I really get good it. in the second half. I get it, but still, bad, bad, bad. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. All your lackeys are now sending me emails. Well, it's because you said something nasty about my, my gift. I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. No, you did. I, I, I thought no, it was no. a ge- I thought it was a nice, generous gift. I saw all the comments on Instagram no, that no. said these are not real Jordans. They're well, they're knockoffs. No, they're not knockoffs because people don't know that was Lonnie who started that because Lonnie didn't recognize. Lonnie's an old school Jordan guy. Whatever. Those are beautiful Space Jam ones. Okay, beautiful. great. Listen, good for you. The fact that you, that you get him that gorgeous. How about this email? I mean, these are your people. Good. Take them and go away with them. Fanatics gift card. Ha ha ha. What a cheap, pathetic loser you are, Jr. <laughs> oh no. Wow. Good. I didn't say it was cheap. I didn't think it was cheap at all. You seem extremely. You don't even annoyed. know what it was. I hate you. No, no. I listened. 
I just assume. I know what we usually give as gifts. I would never insinuate that it was cheap. I don't think you're cheap. You paid for breakfast. All I'm saying is that I think it went at first 40th of all birthdays. This was not 39, 38. This was not some willy-nilly birthday. This was 40. Step, you know, big step for the relationship is if rather than get the gift card, you know what, let's put our differences aside. I despise the Cowboys, but I wanted to get you this beautiful Cowboys. There was no willy and no nilly involved. I don't want to get him a Cowboys. I, well, there's a lot of things we don't want to do. He, I wanted him to get what he wanted to get himself. Yeah, you, well, I mean, you, I'm sure you've had this conversation with your wife before. It's the thought that counts. It's not the, it's not the how much money you spent. It's the thought of it. You, you know what? I could turn this down an ugly road. I'm not going to. I'm going to take the high road. Why do you want to go down ugly roads today? Uh, you, you're the one doing it. No, you're projecting. You're letting the officiating from last night bleed into the show. I'm I'm doing nothing. Yes, you nothing are. like that. You you have a bizarre take on reality, pal. It's my reality. Your reality is crazy. You know what else is crazy? I'll tell you what's crazy. What that, that call last night was crazy. It's terrible. Now, have we lost all? Like, isn't this wasn't a call like that the reason why we have replay in the first place? Wasn't that why it was like? Isn't that what we were screaming for? Like, when the call is that egregious, isn't that why we wanted replay? I mean, do you think the official, when he made the call and realized, oh, God, I totally screwed this up, thought to himself, I hope to God when he released the ball it was already at zero so I could have a get-out-of-jail-free card? I would hope so. I mean, to, to all of a sudden that that quickly after the game, yeah, we screwed up. Like, isn't that the, that's, the whole, that's the sole purpose for replay. That's the sole purpose for replay. And you figure in the final two minutes of a game. So I don't understand. You can review a, a ball deflecting off a, an individual player and who it went off of and who gets it, but you can't replay an egregious foul call? We had no challenge. Uh, no, I understand. But w- w- why is that not? We, within the final two minutes, you can replay fouls. Listen, you're asking me questions that seem like it should be common sense because of how important all of these games are and what it could mean. And, and, and like, livid, so it's, too. It, well, but of course he was. Jalen Brunson's dad was livid, too. Wouldn't you be? First of all, it's Jalen Brunson. Like at, at some point, like it's we got to recognize that it is Jalen Brunson. Right, like you right. earn, like you earn the benefit of the doubt on a on a shot that was just a like again it was a it was a one handed was it from thirty five feet like oh, this up and ridi- hope it, it goes ridiculous. in. It's just like it, and it's just it's not just basketball too. It's like that stupid crap in baseball. Like the whole point of the replay system for us, for me at least was like egregious mistakes that affect the outcomes of games. Not yep. like, oh hey, the guy was off the base when he stole second for like a, a half a millimeter. Let's review that for three minutes. And then they sat over there. It took forever too. Uh, but uh, you knew, you knew. And garbage. then I get uh, jack wagons like Matt P. As if hearing you guys talk Knicks all show isn't bad enough. Now we have to listen to you guys cry about the refs. My God, shut up! You shut up. The red, come on, if any game you're going to cry about the refs, last night was the game to cry when, about the refs. When, okay, I, I, this is what I want. I want from all three of you. I don't know if RJ's verbal at this point yet or not. When was the last time we complained about officiating? Oh, uh, I couldn't even tell you. Not like we this. Don't, we don't do it. No. No, what's funny is most of the, most of the conversations the before the show were, were concerning the, uh, the <laughs> overtime rules for the NFL, actually. Right. It's disgusting. Is that the same guy who's always complaining about when, whenever we talk Knicks? Maybe, as if we, I don't if, know. As if we spend he's, four hours talking Knicks every time? Pathetic. I mean, I sat here and set the table. We're going to get into the Alonzo story. We're going to get into the, uh, into the NFL. we got a Monty Toomer. We have CMT, which I don't know how much Knicks is going to be in that. And this guy, because, because for a few minutes we've talked Knicks off of the heels of what was a horrendous call, is all bothered? It was just a poorly officiated game, period. Uh, it was terrible. You should never... Have free throw disparity of 20 ever. 
Well, especially when you got, I mean, we had 58 points in the paint. Like I said, it wasn't like we weren't get, like we weren't getting into the paint and scoring in the paint. It was awful. It really, and you got it really 33 was. to 12. Awful. Free throw 12? 12? 12. That's all we had, 12. I know, I know, but I'm just at like 12? Yeah. For four 12. quarters of a physical NBA game. And by yeah. the way, you, I can't stand that Dylan Brooks. Oh, dude. Oh, uh, my God. I've had enough of that guy. Could you him guard him threes. in the fourth quarter, please? Watching him rain threes in the fourth quarter made him want to throw up. And then he's making threes, and he's, like, mocking the Knicks bench. Who are you? Oh, he's Dylan Brooks. You were, you were run out of Memphis, cause they, and that's a, that was a good team that wanted no part of you. Yeah, I mean, I, he might be at the top of my list of most hated in the NBA. I can't stand him. I can't. I don't think there's many that that really like him. Here is Jalen Brunson, who was livid on the foul call late. Thoughts on that last play? What great call. Have? Next question. What do you feel about your, uh, your closeout on that play? It was a great call. Next question. How do you make sure that an ending like that doesn't sit with you guys? Great call. Next question. Ah, oh, livid. I don't blame him. What kind of question is that? What? Which that one? last question was asked. How do you make sure it doesn't linger? Uh, what? Come on, man. What do you want the guy to say? You don't want to get fined. Of course he doesn't want to get fined. keep peppering him with the same question. Well, he could, he could say, you know, well, we have to pick up and move on. I mean, I'm not defending the guy, but I'm just saying, like, he could say that. I don't no, have I don't any issue he... with him taking that tack, though. Santiago, play it again. I don't think he said linger. Thoughts on that last play? What great call. Have? Next question. What do you feel about your, uh, your closeout on that play? <laughs> it was a great call. Next question. How do you make sure that an ending like that doesn't sit with you guys? Great call. Next question. Well, I guess Wait, what does that mean? Sit doesn't with you guys? sit with you guys? That's though. what I mean. I don't know what that means. I think I think he. Did he mean I, linger? I, I thought that's what he meant. Oh, come on. What are they going to do? They, they're going to they're going to allow that to to. They're going to take the court against to, Orlando and be like, right. God, how did we get screwed by the officials so bad in Houston? We're going to stay in bed, guys. Let's just stay. Let's just pull the. Uh, now nah, we can't play. We're still we're still so torn up about that last game. The call. And they were peppering him there. Peppering him, right? Say something <sighs> nasty about the ref, please. Say something nasty. You, do you think the oh you you would know this better than me? I mean, I, I never did this, but do you do you think that those guys want wanted him to say like the officiating yes. was brutal? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, well that's why they, I mean that's why they have them in there so quickly after games too is because they want it fresh. So you have like you're still I mean you're still emotional about it, and you're more likely to say something, say the truth. Ugh. I'm sure Chandler Brunson wanted to uh, say that was one of the worst calls ever. The guy stinks, but he can't say that. Well, he could. If he wants to get fined, right? I I mean I don't I don't know, man. I think I would just lose it. Uh yeah, I would <laughs> I would say I would probably keep you off uh, out of the media scrum. <laughs> yes, be Who's like available numbers? today. Everybody but Dave. Yeah, like you get the numbers on the board. Like usually you walk in, your number will be on the yep. whiteboard. Uh, D- Dave Rothberg not on the board. No, today. he's showering and then he has a massage. <laughs> Dave has already left the building. Yeah, he is not here. Carl in Queens. Good morning, Carl. You're on ninety-eight-seven. Ed Malloy, E-D space M-A-L-L-O-Y. Guys, I, uh, horse poop, bush league, I cannot believe what happened last night. We, we needed that win against, against the Rockets. Now, now all of a sudden, what, we won 15 out of 17, whatever it was. Now we lost three off the bounce, and we're playing a good Orlando team away. I mean, I, I, I seriously, you guys are doing it justice, so keep going, but... I, I I literally it's it's crazy guys what is going on? It's not how you want to go into the All Star break. No, you're, you're 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 hemorrhaging. You understand why you're hemorrhaging, of course. But but to to be down all these guys to be fighting and scrapping and have it ripped away from you like that. I mean, they gave everything they had last night. Whether you think they played well or not, they gave everything they had down the stretch of that game. 
Right. They at the very least they were resilient and deserve the opportunity to go in overtime. Exactly that, that. And that was taken away from them. Beautifully said. I mean, you're looking at three straight now for the last five going into this last game in Orlando before the break. Um, Jason Marks, when do you guys complain about refs? You guys complain all the time about refs during the NFL season, just like you're crying right now. But the almighty Rothenberg thinks he's so great, you're a loser. Okay, couple things. We never... <laughs> why, why Why are you laughing? You're a loser. Well, and, he's, and he has the wrong your, right? Ha, like what a loser you are. That you he doesn't know the, the whole apostrophe thing with your, but that's fine. Um, point is this. We say the NFL officiating is always bad. But we don't sit here and say, this team got jobbed. Right? No, I mean, I, listen, I don't think the officiating is, is was good at all in the NFL. But, I mean, I, very rarely do we, we spend as much time crushing the officiating. It was just, I mean, it's an egregious call. That's why you have replay. For that reason. I, I mean, the, the whole the whole idea of, like, you hear it all the time with, like, uh, are we going to go to robotic ops? Well, no, it's, you know, it's, they're human beings. They make mistakes. We like that human element. Well, yeah, you like it until it all of a sudden costs you a game. And you look up at the end of the season, and there's, oh, hey, we finished the game back. And you have a game like last night where, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear to everyone, including the officials, right after the game. Like, you didn't have to wait for the report to come out. It was right, right after no. the game. Yeah, we I, I could have written the report on my own and had them sign off on it. Yeah, hey, sorry, guys. <laughs> That's your third straight loss. Might have been different if we didn't make that awful call. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to complain. And if you have an issue with it, too bad. 1-800-919-3776. We will get into the Niners and their lack of awareness. Right? We got Amani Tumor 735. We have the little CMT at about 745. 1-800-919-3776. DNR with you. 9870 ESPN. From Thanksgiving all the way to the big game is typically a sports fan's season of eating. But now it's time to get ready for spring training. Reach out to NJ Diet today. The results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you're going to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. They use your hair and saliva along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to make sure you keep the weight off. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. That's much quicker than injections and safer too. NJ Diet is all natural. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. Even get Dr. T's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Green on the drive. Guarded by Achua. Swatted away. Achua with the block. Last second heat off the mark from Holiday. Oh boy. Great call. Next question. Brunson, terrific second half. Fight all the way back. And that's what they do. They call that garbage at the end of the game. Force, poop, bush league. I cannot believe what happened last night. Tough way to lose a game. Tough way to lose a game. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Great. Great. On 98.7 ESPN. So that's a foul. Give him three shots. Five minutes later, that's not a foul. We shouldn't have called it. Knicks get hosed last night. Philadelphia wins last night. Knicks now tied for that 4-5 spot, which is a far cry from where they were about 10 days ago. One more game. Get me to the All-Star break, please. Yeah, we're actually, we got our half game up. I thought they have the same record, no? Uh, we have the same, same amount of losses is what it is? Same amount of losses, yeah. We got mm-hmm. one more win. We've already played 54 games. Before the break. Yeah, so, so this uh, this idea of the midway point is just nonsense. No, so uh, that's 55 once we finish this last game in uh, Orlando. Right, so you have 27 games. So so you're at the two-third point of the season. I'll tell you what, though. Just sitting there during the break, that's what really pisses uh, – that's really what pisses athletes and coaches off just during the course of a game with officiating sometimes, or a lot of the time. Which is, is like, no, that last caller's point. The reason why, like, it, everyone in the building knew that that was a, a brutal call. And Tibbs is standing there. He can't challenge it because he loses a challenge that he should have won. Oh, no, it's no big deal. Well, yeah, it does turn into a big deal because now, biggest moment of the game, I could I could right. challenge this, but I can't because you made a, a previous call that stunk. Well, that's you're right. I mean, it just compounds it. But that's why some coaches will just, no matter what happens early in the game, will save that, that review for later in the game. Because oh, you never know. Because something that you think, like, oh, come on, that's brutal. It's Let's so obvious. It. Yeah, it's so obvious. No. Yeah, no, it was it was really really bad. We'll we'll get back to the Knicks. We got to get to a little bit of baseball. Let let's get to the NFL a little bit, shall we? We touched on this earlier in the show, and I, I was saying to Raymond at the break, you know, RJ and the way he's handling this, and it's very mature, and I'm very impressed by him. But what what's really upsetting, and I don't know why they're doing it, because just don't say anything about this. 
or, or pretend you knew the rule, the Niners are coming out almost to a man. They had no, and I don't know. If this is the reason they lost the game. In fact, I'm confident it's not. But they they had no idea what the what the overtime rules were in the NFL for the Super Bowl. They had no idea. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like to the point now where there are people that are just like uh, Chris Carlin said this the other day. He doesn't think that uh, Kyle Shanahan knew the rule. Kyle Shanahan knew the rule, which I have a hard time believing. That Kyle Shanahan. Well, okay, so like I mean, but even if Kyle Shanahan did know the rule and his you know his analytics people did know the rule, why does the team not know the rule? I, I have no idea. I mean, this is this is not like learning how to play chess. This is like, guys, let's take 90 seconds at the end of practice and explain how this works. It's a new game that starts. It's Each team gets a possession, and then it becomes sudden death. There. Did I just explain it? Well, but not only that, though. Like, yeah, yes, you explained it, but I would even say, like, knowing it's going to be a closely contested game. Like, for all these, this is not their first playoff game, right? Like, this is not like, hey... Guys, yeah, we made a mistake. Didn't let you know new rules. Now we got this next one. This was the Super Bowl. They've already played. They've already played two playoff games. So it was going to be the same overtime rules in those playoff games as well. Like not just knowing the rule, but like you always hear this from all the great coaches. You hear it from you know about Belichick. You're hearing it about Andy Reid now, bringing in rules experts, kind of hammering home like this is good. This is what we're going to do. Even when Dan Campbell, I mean he, fellas, we're going to go down. This was the Dallas game. Remember the season? He's like, yeah, and then we're going to go I, for two. Yep. I told the offense so they knew. So, like, wouldn't that be something that you talked about as you prepare for this game? Guys, it, so you know if this thing goes into overtime, okay, this is how the rules work. We win the toss. We're going to receive it. We're going to go down and score. And if they go down and score, we want to have the ball with the third possession. What, what would piss me off if I was a 49er player and not knowing this rule like I, I kind of be I'm, like I know the rule. Like, shouldn't you? You should probably know the rule. Even right. I mean, tell this, you. this is this is not a complex thing here either. No, no. But like, the whole idea is we wanted for for Shanahan after the game. We wanted the ball on that third possession. Right. So we scored. Which they became scored, sudden so we, death. Okay, but there wasn't going to. So did your analytics nerds not say, hey, well, what if there is no third possession? And it sounds like there wasn't going to be because Kansas City was going to go for two had they scored the touchdown. Follow it up, you know, following up your touchdown. Right. So you're playing. So your whole mindset going in is we want the ball for the third possession when it's, you know, next person that scores wins. Well, well what, what happens if there's no third possession? Right. Well, think about this. If you are Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, would you rather one play to win the whole thing from the two yard line or would you rather tie game? Now it's left up to their offense against our beleaguered defense. What would you rather have? I would rather the ball in my best player's hand. Which exactly is that. So all the analytics and all the number crunching and all the nerds in the back room with their ties all the way up to their, you know, their, their Adam's apple pressing buttons didn't realize that in that situation, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go for two. Of course they're going to go for two. Well, yeah, best case scenario is that they score. Like, we take the like, for them, I guess, in their mind would be we take the ball, we go down and score a touchdown. And then Kansas City comes down and scores a touchdown. But why and would you assume that they wouldn't go for two? Well, that's what I'm saying, though. So even in your best-case scenario where you actually score a touchdown, there's still the chance that Kansas City scores a touchdown and goes for two and you don't get the ball back again. But it doesn't sound it. like that was even a thought. It doesn't sound like it was a thought, no. It's, it's amazing. And it's amazing to me that the Niners had no idea. Here's a couple of the guys. Kyle Juszczyk, who you would assume is one of the brighter players on the Niners, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a Harvard guy. He's a Harvard guy. His wife, Long Island, by the way. Uh, his wife is uh, 
killing it right now. Uh, she's killing. I think she went to Massapequa High School. Uh, use check saying not aware of the new playoff overtime rules. You know what? I didn't even realize that the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win. But I guess that's not the case. So I don't really I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it. No, <laughs> talk about throwing your coach under the bus. I don't. I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, that's a brutal look. It really is. I mean, that's a brutal look for the coaching staff, especially when you have on the uh, you know the other side of it. Where yeah, we talked about it a lot, actually. Well, like, we knew, I, you know, we Kansas City is like do. we brought in the rules expert. Like, but do you really need that? Like, is this really that complex? That you need to bring in a rules expert to explain how this plays out. Well, I think it's just in general, like just so guys know exactly what they're doing. Like it's if you're not surprised by anything, like that's what the Patriots used to always talk about. Why were you guys so good? It's like because we had all the answers to the test before the test. Right. Leave nothing to chance. I I, I understand that. But it's not that complicated that you should, in theory, need to do that. No, but I guess, I mean, it's also you kind of want to explain the you kind of want to explain the strategy to your team so that everyone's on board with it. And they understand right. What right. Trying no, to accomplish. I, I get it. But I, I I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm puzzled. Here's Eric Armstead of having no idea what was going on. I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rule. So it was a surprise to me. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. They had no idea. And they're so free to admit it. What do you think about this? I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, like even what we talked about yesterday, like I could have, I could have at least understood if Kyle Shanahan after the game just said, "Listen, I, I mean, our defense was gassed." Like, I mean, we didn't in in theory, like they didn't even really, I mean, they didn't really stop them at the end of the at the end of regulation. It was the time. The time ran out, right? The time ran out, so they had to kick the field goal. So they really didn't stop them. So hey, you know, let's give them a breather. We'll take the ball. We're going to go down and score, and then you know we feel better about our rested defense there when Kansas City gets it, but. To say we're playing for the third possession. Well, what happens if there is no third possession? Right, and and there wasn't going to be. Right, the game was going to be decided. Right, so all your like. strategy and all your analysis and all your number crunching would have been right out the window when Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes were like, yeah, you do what you do, we're going for two right here. Yeah, I just don't know if I, I mean, just in general, like my, my mindset, I, even if I had all the analytics and the percentages and everything else, like to have the best player on the planet and have an extra down to go down and, you know what I mean? Like until... Down a touchdown, down a field goal, doesn't matter, whatever it was. Patrick Mahomes is going to get an extra down. He's going to get four He's downs get an extra every down, time. But it, it shouldn't have mattered. Like, if you block Chris Jones in that spot, you score a touchdown there. No, no, I, I understand that. But that's but again, that's football. I mean, if, if, you block, if you block McDuffie on the third and four and convert there, the game's over too. Like, I mean, guys make plays. Like, it's, it's football. Guys make plays. It's sports. Guys make plays. And... Great players make big plays. McDuffie's all pro. Chris Jones, one of the best defensive players in the league. They make plays. So they made plays, but that doesn't... I don't think that excuses the decision that they made. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. He hadn't... I mean, again, you didn't stop him at the end. The clock no. stopped him. So now you give him the ball with an extra down. So now he's going to have four downs to, to, to move the football. He had the field four downs, that's right. So they're going to go for it every single time. And you knew, like, when they had the second and 14. Well, you know, now that they have three downs to get 14 yards. They don't have two downs to get 14 yards. They have three downs to get 14 yards. Yeah, I just, it changes the play calling. Yeah, no, I, you're not wrong about that. I just think the Niners had so many chances. so Like one play in like 20 different spots and you win that game. Dude, I mean, that, but that's, again, you that's go through sports. every game like that. I, I know, mean, but I, and that's what we love about sports. Right. Like, I mean, listen, Brandon Ayuk has three catches. Debo Samuel has three catches. 
No, Brandon Ayuk's brother is not happy about. Oh, not not even a little catches. bit. How many how many catches did Kittle have? Uh, Kittle had two catches. Right. So so three guys that you could argue are all Pro Bowl worthy, all Pro worthy combined for eight catches in five quarters. Ah, uh, right. That's uh, not okay. I mean, Juwan Jennings was probably going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was. I was talking to Raymond about that yesterday. He probably was, right? Yeah. I mean, threw for one, caught one, caught one. Last player to do that since. I don't want to get into it. Nick we know. Foles. Yeah, we we know. You don't need to bring that up. I figured I just kind of. I know you figured you'd hammer it home a little bit. They made a statue of him. It's amazing. Wow! Listen, big time Super Bowl winner. I, I mean, so what, what should they have about Eli Manning? Oh, they should have a statue for Eli Manning. A stat, statue? They, they could have a city of statues. I mean, come on. Grow up a little bit. I don't know if you're going to get a city of statues, but one statue the guy, would be nice. the, guy, the guy goes on a magical run and wins a Super Bowl. You're building a statue of him? Listen, for what years, happens if he was actually a good player? For years, the only statue in that town was of a fictional character. You got to take what you can get. Ray, how are you on the other side of this? I'm not on the other side you're on of the this. Wrong, you're on the wrong side of this. I'm not on the other side. I agree with you. I mean, they got, the guy takes over midway through the season. Has a magical run, le- leads you to a couple of uh, playoff wins, and now you build a statue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you, you got lucky like to beat Atlanta. You played in a uh, Case Keenum in Minnesota, and God knows how you beat New England. And we're going to build a statue. Yep, it's uh, embarrassing. Man, he's hung like a hell, uh, like a, a donkey too. He's, he's naked in the statue. No, <laughs> yeah, but I mean... yeah, sure. the statue is naked. Sure, <laughs> let's go with that. Is he? No. No. Oh, so what are you talking naked, about? But it's. No, I'm saying he's got. It's pretty good. You got. I mean, you're a Super Bowl champion. You got a statue on top of that. I mean, that's a lot going on for you. He's got a nickname there in Philadelphia. And I guess he's, I'll tell I you guess, that during the break. By the way, I guess he's amazing at pickleball. Is really? that right? Like amazing at pickleball. Really? Yeah. Or- Orlovsky was talking about it yesterday. He said that Nick Foles is unbelievable at pickleball. Now, how, how would Orlovsky be some kind of a pickleball genius? Like he knows. Well, he played against him. You yeah, gonna challenge you him know, next? You don't know that Orlovsky's any good. Um. I'm not saying he's bad, but I mean you're just taking Orlovsky's word for it. No, no, I think it's. I, I think I heard it before Orlovsky actually said it. And Orlovsky played with him that that Foles was really good at uh, pickleball, like real, like legit, like exceptional. Yeah, hmm. maybe it's like the counterbalance. Maybe I think he might have actually won something. I'll check on it. He won like a tournament. I think he might. He, he's like he. I think he really competes. Really? Ah, uh, yeah, pickleball gold. Gold. Ah, uh, he played in the. 3.0 mixed doubles in men's doubles. Many won gold. Yeah, he's, so he's legit. Well, good for him. In the PPA finals. The PPA, what's that? The, the pickleball, um, what's the other P? I don't, I don't know. Professional Pickleball Association. Yes, PPA. Is that it? PPA. Oh, how good am I? Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I think of of the precipitations, though, I would rather drive in the snow than like a real heavy rain. I don't think either are good, though. No, I don't think so either. But if if I had to choose... Like the real heavy rain where it's like your windshield wipers go out. You can barely you see. see. I hate that. No, it's not It's not fun. Especially if it's dark out. Yeah, I don't drive as well in the dark as I used to, which is not great. Well, that's because you have glasses now that you refuse to wear. No, no. I that, No. You know what? Speak of what you know. That's not true. <laughs> no, why? Well, then, I ha- tell me they're that. reading glasses. Then why don't you like driving in the in the dark? Well, because the, the, 
if you want to know the honest truth, the bright lights coming in the other direction kind of, I don't know, I don't see it great. When, blinding when a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I'm not um, a big fan of the people that just keep their, their high beams right on your face. Fan of the people? They should go to jail, those people. Right, uh, right in your eyes. Oh, my God. Have some respect, for God's sakes. All right. Um, so the Mets and Pete Alonso. Scott Boris is his agent now. It doesn't feel like this is going to come to a like a happy conclusion. Here, here's my take. I'm, I don't want them to trade him. I feel like that's the direction we're going in. What will annoy me is if the Mets don't go to the postseason, don't sign Pete Alonso, don't trade Pete Alonso, and lose him for nothing. That, to me, is the worst potential outcome you could have in this situation. Right. Yeah, you don't want to be in a uh, John Tavares situation. No. Who, by the way, I mean, would have been traded if it wasn't for uh, someone saying that uh, that wasn't allowed to happen. So, in defense of, of the people that were making those decisions. What do you mean? Um, owner, owner said that you're not allowed to trade him? I can't I can't say anything. But Well, you uh, just did. I, I didn't say anything. You, well, said, you, you, I, you walked us up to it. You brought it up. Hey, listen, I didn't say it. You said it. Um, I, I think it's going to come down to So, his name was mentioned last year with, of all teams, Milwaukee. Right, right. And, and the Cubs, too, I know, are highly interested. And the Cubs like him, too. I think it depends on how, how Pete Alonso values himself. Because right now, like, I mean, if you're David Stearns and you look at the contract that Matt Olson just signed and you look at the production that Matt, Matt Olson is, is giving the Braves, I mean, last year, so one of Pete's greatest assets, I think, outside of the power is he's always available. Availability, right? yeah. So Matt Olson, same thing. So in 2020, they played 60 games. He played 60 games. 2021, 156. 22, 162. 2023, 162. Last year, he had 54 home runs and had 139 RBI. Matt you're, talking Olson, about, you're talking Olson. Yeah, Matt Olson right. signed a eight-year, $168 million deal. How old is Matt Olson? Uh, he is 29. Will be and how 30. old is Alonzo? Pete will be 30 in December. Right. So so that that's your parameter. Great first baseman. Olsen, by the way, better defensive first baseman yes. than Alonzo. Great first baseman, 8 for 168. Then what is Alonzo going to want? He's going to want well over $200 million. Right, but that's what it goes back to. How does he value himself? So he hired Scott Boris. Now, does he, because of you know being the face of the franchise, Matt Olsen is not the face of the Atlanta Braves franchise. Pete, Pete Alonzo would make the argument that he is a you know homegrown player that's the face of the franchise, and he feels like he's probably closer to, to Aaron Judge than he is Matt Olsen. Well, I think that's ridiculous. Okay, but I'm just saying, that's, a, that's another reason why you would, you know, you would sign... Scott Boris is your agent. So, according to Spotrack, has Pete Alonso's market value at? All right. Thir- so how, how long is the deal for? Is this is this per year? Uh this is per year. I got uh, this is on a this is on a nine year deal. Nine year deal. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna say Spotrack looks at him as thirty two a year. Uh wow. God, you're good. Really? Yeah, uh, just over, almost thirty three, thirty two point nine. Uh, so, so they're talking about almost three hundred million dollars. Yeah, they have his comparables as Lindor, Correa, Machado, and Devers. So you're looking at nine years, $300 million. Yeah, which they're not going to... They're not going to do it. I don't think the Mets going to do that. There's no way they're going to do it, which, again... Because why would I'm, you already have done it? You, you'd be done. And and you maybe would have even gotten a little better deal if you got it done when he still had a little bit of time and you just extended to the end of it, right? Right, well, especially if years were something that were being considered. Like, if he wanted a certain amount of years, like it, it'd be better for me to have, even before last year. Like, um, when you were trying to get guys done, get him done. If you wanted to point to age, well, hey, you're going to be 30 in December. We don't want to give you, you know, eight years or nine years or whatever you're looking for. If you did it before last year, now all of a sudden you're only taking it to, 
what if he's 20? You know what I mean? Like you're, you're actually at the right. back end. Right, now you take it to 36 years. or 37 if right. you give him eight or nine years. I right. agree, but I, I think this is a very slippery slope for the Mets because I'd almost, I don't want this to happen, but I'd almost prefer to be out of it by the trade deadline. So it's like, all right, we have to trade him. Now you get big value in return, and now you, you bolster the farm system. The worst thing is if you're you know kind of in contention, you don't trade him, you hang on to him, you fall out of contention when you get to – you know, mid-August, and then you have them and there's nothing you can do. Well, I mean, you don't see that being a real issue? Uh, that's a real concern of mine, absolutely. Uh, it should be. I mean, you're, you're talking about last year, 84 wins got you a wild card. 84. Right. And it's, and, it, the, it, and the Mets should be able to compete for 80-plus wins. Right. And I, Buck Walter said the other day, like, he stands by it. Had they, had they stuck the course, they would have been, he said they would have been right there to make the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, you get Edwin Diaz back. That's got to be worth something. Right. And I think Marte, Marte was not himself. Well, Marte barely played last season. Right. I mean, he was dealing with the, he came off the double hernia. You got Alvarez another year. Lindor, Nimmo, McNeil. I, I think they should, they should offensively be good enough. I mean, the questions come now all of a sudden, like, what are you throwing out after Senga? Um, I mean, that's they have so many question marks. Like, what, what's Severino going to be? Is it going to be last year's Severino? Or is it going to be, you know, from four years ago, Severino? Well, like it's, I mean, but you got a couple of those. I right? think like you have a, like, like four of those. Low risk, high reward guys that you're not really sure of. Right? I mean, so I think there's a real chance that they're right there. And now what do you do? Because you know, I mean, you know, Pete's going to play and you know, Pete's going to produce. I mean, right. he's, since he's gotten the league, he's, he's probably the best power hitter, pure power hitter in, in Major League Baseball. See, this to me is like Sophie's Choice kind of situation. So now I'm going to hang on to him, and you know Mets luck won't make the playoffs, and then I'll get nothing for Pete Alonso, and he'll walk. That's the risk that you run. That sucks. I just don't know. I don't understand why when they were going through the guys that they wanted to lock up, like you give Nim, you know, you take care of Nimmo, you take near, you know, taking care of McNeil. Why you wouldn't want to take care of this guy? Like why? Why wouldn't this be a deal that you prioritized? Yeah, I don't know. But the, but it's but it's pretty obvious that they made a statement that they didn't want to sign him to any kind of a deal. Yeah, which, I, I mean, again, where are you getting the power from if it's not him in this lineup? Well, the only thing I'll say is before you can jump to conclusions and say you didn't keep Alonzo and you lose all that power, if you don't spend $250 million on him, you're going to have to spend it elsewhere this offseason. Right. So is the plan, hey, you know, hey, we'll, I mean, we'll get as much as we can out of Pete. If we're not in it, we'll trade him because we want to make sure we have enough money yes. set aside for yes. Juan Soto. That, that that's the answer. We're gonna we're gonna milk him for everything we can get out of him. If we're done by the trade deadline, we're gonna move him, and if not, we'll 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 bite the bullet. We'll lose him, and we'll spend the money elsewhere. Yes, that's what they'll yeah, do. It, but again, this 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 conversation we're having right now makes me feel the same the same way when we have the conversation about Saquon. It's just like you have a guy that wants to be that wants to be a Met, was drafted by the Mets, has a real chance. To be probably the best position player, you know, position player Met of all time. And as far as the Mets are concerned, you know, that they're not really prioritizing him. Yeah, but I understand the hesitation because you want to have 36-year-old Pete Alonzo? Well, if it's 36-year-old Pete Alonzo or, you know, 38-year-old Juan Soto, I mean... Are we just not? Are we just not saying? Are we saying that we don't really? We don't really think that the first base position is that important. Uh, I think it's part of it. I mean, he's got better. He's not great defensively at, at first base, but he's gotten better defensively yeah, at first listen, base. He's available every day. He's a he's a 
probably defensively an average first baseman. He's got prodigious power. And he and plays he, every day. And he's in the middle of your lineup, right? I mean, there's a lot of positives. But if, if Olsen's making X, are you willing to spend X plus, you know, an exponential number? That's a big number to increase it by. It is a big number. And I think it's so. So, again, I think it, for me it's going to come down to I'm sure you'd be crazy not to want to keep him, but at the right number. And if he says, you know, I'm as far as I'm concerned, I'm more, you know, I'm more Aaron Judge than I am Matt Olsen. It's like, well, I mean, I can't. Like, how do I justify that? Right. I don't think you can. And I don't think you will. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. You know, we're six minutes away from Raymond's three stars. We are. I got some uh, I got some interesting numbers for you before the melange. Uh, I also have a piece of information I think both you and I will not appreciate. Oh. Yeah. All right. Give me a piece of information because I, uh, I got a couple numbers here. Go. Okay, good. Um, so this is Paul Denner Jr., who, who covers the Bengals for the Athletic. Yeah, Bengals expected to franchise T. Higgins this offseason. Oh, so they bring back Higgins; they'll get Chase done. So, so Higgins is going to be off the table. Yeah, Devontae Adams is going to be off the table. So, of the three that we've talked about with the Jets and have to get one, it's only going to be Mike Evans. It looks like. Well, depending on whether or not Devontae, I mean, it would seem that like Devontae Adams is probably off the table. You're Devontae we, Adams. You fought for Antonio Pierce to get the, the job. How in, how in the world? And I saw an article the other day. I, forget, I think it was Florio. It said that the Raiders do not intend to to, to uh, trade any of their big pieces. No. I mean, when Antonio Pierce took the job, he's pretty much like, yeah, I, I understand how we're going to win games. We're going to get Devontae Adams the ball. Seems like a pretty smart plan. Yeah. So, I mean, they need a quarterback there desperately. But All right. So, um, uh, Amani, I mean, we were talking to Amani earlier. He was talking about Brady. You asked him about mm-hmm. Brady and Mahomes. So this is this is uh, Brady and Mahomes playoff stats before they turned thirty years old. Before they yeah, turned thirty years old, and I think he undersold Brady. Brady had three championships by the time he was thirty. That's correct. So yeah. before they're thirty, Mahomes has played eighteen postseason games. Brady played fourteen. Mahomes has thrown for five thousand one hundred thirty-five yards. Brady threw for thirty-two hundred seventeen yards. Mahomes has forty-one passing touchdowns. Brady had 20 passing touchdowns. Mm. Mahomes has eight picks. Brady had nine picks. Both won three Super Bowls. Mahomes, three-time Super Bowl MVP. Brady, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Who who was the Super Bowl MVP that wasn't Brady? Was that Deion Branch? Yes. That's right. And then these are other interesting numbers from the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift's lucky number is? 12. 13. It was Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight, 13. Oh, Super Bowl was on February 11th, 2-11, 2 plus 11, 13. First the 49ers, 4 plus 9, 13. <laughs> Halftime score, 10-3, which is 13. <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs number of wins with Travis Kelsey in 2023, 13. Plays in the game-winning drive, 13. <laughs> Wild. I you saw that the, yesterday. I was like, you wow. know what the fear of the number 13 is? Uh, it's it's called triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia. Yeah. See, yeah, listen... You laugh, you cry, and you learn stuff. That's exactly right. Yep. We're mean to each other. We make you laugh. <laughs> Sometimes we make you cry, and you, you leave the show smarter than you were when you started the show. I love how that's the first thing. <laughs> we're mean to, how do you describe the show? We're mean to each other. We are. <laughs> we're mean to each other. Uh, Although, I got to be honest, over the last two days, almost two full shows, no one has been one time mean to RJ, which I, I'm very proud of. When does that stop? Though? At some point, I mean, we can't go a whole week, can we? No, mm. no. No. They've wanted to be today. Yeah. I almost slipped you, you, up today. You stopped yourself. 
Uh, when does that stop? I would, RJ. When would you think you'll be able to take some ribbing? Oh yeah, I mean you could start whenever. I just I'm no, telling you, to the, the fact that you almost said something today and, and and you stopped yourself and you and you told us all how you stopped yourself means you're close. You're close <laughs> to doing it. I think it's a fair fair point brought up by you. I think if I make it to Friday, I think I let loose on Friday. Yeah, well, here's the thing though. It's not it. Uh, it's not whether or not. It's time to do it. My question, RJ, would be like, if I say something, do I get like the hey, you like you have the the looks like you should be in a trash can, RJ? Or do I get like a more tame RJ? Because I don't want to get involved with the RJ that says nasty stuff like that. Well, but you might. You don't know. It's a roll of the dice. It's like roulette. I don't want to risk it though. Well, then then don't do it. RJ says very hurtful stuff when he's very in that hurtful state. stuff. Told the man he was. Uh, I mean, he looked like he should be in a trash can. Yeah, that's right. I don't regret it. <laughs> To the point where you made the guy had to send you pictures of himself. A little creepy. <laughs> yeah, this is what I look like. I'm better than you. <laughs> no, I'm better than you. That one escalated quickly. Um, this Brandon Ayuk story is weird. His best friend, I guess, on Instagram with some uh, some messages for the Niners. This is the exact reason why we're leaving San Francisco. Thank you, Niners. For What kind of a friend does this, by the way? Thank you, Niners, for drafting my brother. We're forever grateful um, why does your all-pro 1,300-yard wide receiver have three catches in the Super Bowl? You think the intent going into the game is let's get the ball to Brandon Ayuk as little as possible? Yes. We don't want him to play, we don't want him to play a big role in this game. Right. I mean, what 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 are, what are we doing? You got to keep the friends and family off the socials. You got to. They are the worst. That's just tough. It's tough, man. I couldn't I couldn't imagine honestly being around like playing during this time where all this. With Instagram and, and Twitter and everything. I mean, else. you you wake up one morning and Pete or Such is going after the Islanders. I mean, you, you'd be incredulous. Yeah, we're fighting. You'd be like, guys, what are you, what are you doing, dude? It was the one talk my dad would have with them whenever we went somewhere. Like whenever we went on our vacations, like the first talk, we're like, hey guys, we need to make sure that we behave ourselves because, God forbid, we do something stupid, and now it all reflects back on you. Like this whole thing is going to fall That's, apart. And- you have to have that same talk with your family members. Yeah, well, that I mean, that's uh, you'd think it was like common sense. Like, hey, I mean, me saying nasty things about the Niners is not a great look for my best buddy. But it's like C.D. Lamb's mom. Don't oh, don't do that. He really oh. doesn't care. Well, yeah, because they don't have to pick up the pieces. You're gonna want the uh, uh, like. The, yeah, but what Lamb's kind of friend does that? Go that? In the locker room and pick up the pieces. Of but that. if you're a true friend, you don't do that to somebody. No, you're just making more work for your buddy. Exactly that. Um, speaking of more work for a buddy, Raymond. Three stars. Today's three stars. Number three. Now we've made it to Tuesday, and, and I want to thank you for not making more work for my buddy RJ back here by being respectful of his uh, of his feelings and not going off on him. Although Dave, you did come you did come kind of close, and I am a little worried about it. But uh, so far, RJ keeping it together. I'm proud of him. Number two. Uh, we've been speaking the entire show about it. Bad officials in the Knicks. And, you know, there's that one person who sends the nasty emails to Dave. More on that in a second. But, uh, you know, we didn't spend the four hours complaining about officials. Official, uh, official complaining is not something we do a lot of around here. And I just want to point that out for the uh, future uh, Nick haters that listen to this fine program. Number one. And when we talk about Dave and his, uh, and his evil, evil website. I go on OnlyFans. You watch? Mm-hmm. Dave does mean things with ice cubes. <laughs> It's like the interwebs. And it is the dark, dark interwebs. And when you, th- you think about it, because, you know, Dave's, Dave launched that website to, you know, give himself good feelings, good vibes, no, right? No, 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 no. It's, it's basically a, like a, a 
a web a website resume is what it what it is. Well, sure, it's been but for a long but, time. You know, you know, you you have an email that you you can you can talk to the author, you can talk to the owner, you can talk to Dave Rothenberg. Yeah, you know, listen, page, listen. Correct. OnlyFans was originally created as a as a contact page. You know, for for good wholesome things. And now, when you hear the name OnlyFans, you think of vile, disgusting. Um, you know, things being being done to make money. And unfortunately, your website, Dave, has gone down the same path. It's sad. Nipple piercing live nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> You know what's sad? Is Schindler's I, I, List. It's also that. <laughs> Nipple pants. Are you done, Ray? I'm done. It's rule <laughs> 76. Uh, no excuses for like a champion. It's DPH or Rothenberg and... Correct me if I'm saying this wrong. Carpe Omnia. Uh, 98.7 ESPN. Larry Bird is not a handsome man. Thanks for listening to the DPH Rowan Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.